Thank you, everybody, for joining us today for the May 31st, 2018 Investor Conference Call with Night Food founder and CEO, Sean Folkson. Before we get started, let me read the forward-looking statements that you can find at the bottom of every company press release using that ticker symbol, N-G-T-F. This call may contain forward-looking statements, as that term is defined in the Section 27A of the United States Securities Act of 1933 and Sections 21E of the Securities Exchange Act of 1934. Statements in this call, which are not purely historical, are forward-looking statements and include any statements regarding beliefs, plans, expectations, or intentions regarding the future, including, but not limited to, any products sold or cash flow from operations. Actual results could differ from those projected in any forward-looking statements due to numerous factors. Such factors include, among others, inherent uncertainties associated with the distribution and difficulties associated with obtaining financing on acceptable terms. These forward-looking statements are made as the date of this call, and we assume no obligation to update the forward-looking statements or to update the reasons why actual results could differ from those projected in the forward-looking statements. Although we believe that the beliefs, plans, expectations, and intentions contained in this call are reasonable, there can be no assurance that such belief, plans, expectations, or intentions will prove to be accurate. Investors should consult all of the information set forth herein and should also refer, refer to the risk factors disclosure outlined in our most recent annual report for our last fiscal year, our quarterly reports, and other periodic reports filed from time to time with the Securities and Exchange Commission. With that being said, let me give the floor over to Night Food founder and CEO, Sean Folkson. Sean, the floor is yours. Thank you, Stuart. Uh, first, I'd like to thank everybody for listening in on this call today. I know the first time we did one, I did a little bit of a company update, but we're, we're getting more and more questions, it seems, uh, every quarter. So we want to thank people for sending those questions in and with that in mind, let's uh, let's just get right to the first one. And I think I, uh, with the questions and the list of questions, we're going to cover just about everything that most people are probably curious about. Well, we're coming out of the gate swinging here with you, Sean. This is a three-part question, so buckle up. Here's the first part of the three-part question. Regarding the newly released half-baked THC-infused cookies, what was the quantity shipped for sale towards the end of May, and what is the projected sales slash revenue of this item going forward? Any feedback from the retail side on how well the infused cookies are being received in the marketplace? That's the first half. On March 23rd, 2018, press release, there was a mention of Project X. How is that progressing? And finally, what can we expect? When can we expect your website to be up and running? Go ahead. Well, thanks, Stuart. Yeah, it's too early for feedback on the product. It was literally just made available at retail this week. Uh, we want to make it clear this first pilot run with the licensee is really just to establish uh, the initial retail distribution and get that first licensing agreement underway. It's not something uh, at this time that investors should expect to have a, a major or material uh, impact financially in this current quarter. And part of the reason that we're treading very lightly right now is, you know, it's a time when there's some major regulatory changes in process there uh, in California. And, you know, anybody who follows the industry probably uh, is aware of that. So then the second piece was Project X. Uh, Project X is still in the works. I'm hoping soon to be able to have a better 
better name for it. I, I, I'm almost regretting, Stuart, that I called it Project X on that first phone call because I think we're kind of stuck with that for a little while here. But we, uh, we're having ongoing discussions looking for the right partner to advance the development of the concept. Uh, the nature of the uncertainty that remains in the marketplace is kind of a double-edged sword, right? This is to developing, emerging set of regulations that we're working within. It's, a lot of it is, is new frontier, and, you know, it's that kind of uncertainty that can result certainly in some starts and stops, but that's also what opens the door uh, a lot of times for the, for the largest and most, uh, most amazing opportunities. And uh, the third piece was the website. You know, we're, we're certainly waiting for some other pieces to come into focus before we just uh, slap up a website. You know, we don't want to put up something that we might need to make uh, major changes to or, or that wouldn't even fit a few weeks or a month later. So the website will be up when it's appropriate and, you know, probably uh, sometime in the next uh, next couple of months, I would think. All right, moving on to the next question. I saw the revenues were down a bit from the previous quarter because you didn't have product available for a few weeks. How are sales going now? Right. So uh, actually, we were without product for about half of the quarter. So uh, we spent much less on advertising. Uh, revenues were lower. We've already beaten last quarter's numbers, I think, probably two or three weeks ago, maybe uh, sometime earlier this month. Uh, and the revenues are growing, growing monthly. Right now, you know, we're tracking reorder data, lifetime customer value. Uh, we're working to find our highest value consumer segments and continuing to refine our marketing campaigns. Uh, you know, for much of April and May, as an example, we were testing a different offer, which was a two-bar trial where people could pay $4.95 to get two bars, uh, two night food bars shipped to them. And that was rather than uh, spending $28.94 to get a 12-pack. So as an example, I think we did about 700 uh, of those paid samples over the last two months. And the goal there is, is to see if it would be significantly cheaper to get people to buy the sample, you know, more specifically, would our customer acquisition cost go down uh, enough to make up for the smaller order size? And so that's the kind of thing that you test as you're, as you're getting ready to um, scale and launch. And we're going to continue to test and optimize the campaign. Uh, and then that'll allow us to be in a better position when we are able to optimize to grow the revenues faster and faster when, when things are clicking. So once we get all the pieces figured out exactly the way we want them, uh, it gets big fast. And right now, uh, I'll give you an example. I mean, we're finding uh, tremendous uh, success on Instagram, even even more so than on Facebook. And, and we're going to be launching on other platforms here in the next uh, few weeks, along with a concerted public relations campaign. So we're going to be really busy the next few months, and uh, we're, we're really excited about what the revenues are going to start to show as well. Well, speaking of excited, this next one has a validation for the company and then a question that follows that. It says, first, I love the direction the company is heading. Healthy late nights and the half-baked line is a Dave, a Dave Chappelle endorsement away from blowing up big. Sky's the limit. My question, or maybe my fear is, as night food progresses and succeeds, how can shareholders be confident night food's ownership and management has the patience motivation or even the pride to see the vision through and not allow some large conglomerate Gordon Gecko type referencing Wall Street a company to come by and squash night food out. So that's a good one. Why don't you jump on that? Yeah, so there's a lot there to unpack. So, I mean, first, the first part's easy. Uh, we have contacted certain celebrities regarding uh, endorsements or partnerships or, or roles as uh, spokespeople. 
and uh, that does include some of the stars of the half-baked movie. You know, we certainly think it would be a natural fit, and it would definitely enhance what we're doing and, and strengthen what is already an amazing uh, brand name in the space, you know, which obviously we, we expect tremendous growth. I don't think anybody disputes the fact that uh, the marijuana industry is going to grow tremendously over the next several years, and a, and a big chunk of that is going to be in the edibles, um, the edible space. So, uh, re, you know, regarding the second part of the question, I, I, I'm honestly not 100% sure that I follow along with the actual concern that that the uh, uh, that the person is raising. I mean, acquisition is is part of the life cycle of many uh, successful brands these days. I mean, in the last couple of months, you know. Tate's Bake Shop was acquired for $500 million, uh, by Mondelez. Bear Snacks was just acquired by Pepsi, right? Everybody knows RX Bar with, uh, went to General Mills for $600 million. So, you know, when, when we get to a certain point, uh, we would certainly expect uh, acquisition offers to come, just like they did with, you know, the brands that I mentioned and, and so many other brands that are now part of our culture, you know, Justin's Nut Butter and Buy Drinks and Crave Beef Jerky and, and going – with fact of vitamin war. I mean, that's, that's just the way it goes. So if we get an offer for a certain sum of money, uh, you know, management has a fiduciary responsibility to all the shareholders to evaluate the situation, uh, make a decision in the best interest of the shareholder base. So for the, for the questioner to talk about patience or, you know, more specifically pride, I, I don't really understand what they're asking, but we won't let pride or other emotions interfere with our analysis uh, of any offers that come in and doing, again, what's in the best interest of the shareholder base. All right, changing gears just a little bit. Uh, the next question has to do with the stock price itself. Why is the share price just hovering around 30 cents for the last few weeks? Yeah, so uh, I think we're at some point we're going to stop answering these on the calls, but I, I get them so frequently, and I, I guess every other public company CEO uh, of a microcap company must get these from investors. And uh, you know, why did it go up? Why did it go down? Why is it staying, you know, staying the same? You know, in the short term, you know, we reiterate the price, the share price doesn't necessarily reflect anything that's going on in the company. You know, we could be scheduling an appearance on national TV or, or signing a major distribution deal. And, and meanwhile, there's, there's, you know, the stock's going down uh, or vice versa, right? We could be theoretically getting some bad news and, and, and it's, it's, it's surging. So, you know, I think investors, I can't give investing advice, but I think in general, you know, uh, I would advise our investors to set their sights a little bit further out onto the horizon, not focus on the short-term ups and downs. Uh, because, again, if you believe that nighttime nutrition is going to be a thing and that it's going to be a category, and a big category, maybe hundreds of millions or billions of dollars like I do, well, factor that in. You know, if you think that the half-baked brand is going to have uh, value over the next few years, you factor that in. You know, when you see brands being acquired for hundreds of millions of dollars, like we talked about earlier, you factor that in. Legislation uh, might be coming that you think is either going to help or hurt half-baked because it's going to impact marijuana. You factor that in. But but ultimately, you know, the investors uh, obviously should make their own decision. And and I really think that taking your eyes off the immediate what happened today or what was the last trade and focus a little bit further out on the horizon, I think people can get away from from their phones and their computers a little bit and maybe, you know, enjoy themselves a little bit more and, and, and be along for the ride because we think we're going to the right place. And, uh, you know, we want, we want long-term investors and, uh, you know, people that believe in the vision, it's easy for them to, uh, uh, to hang in there, stick with us. And uh, if the stock stays at 30 cents for whatever time, then that's just what the market's doing for now.
Well, here's a new market that uh, a shareholder likes because it's what's good for them. I like the idea of ice cream. I'm always eating ice cream late at night. When will that be available? Some night food ice cream. Yeah, we're super excited about this as well. Um, this is on track for this year. I mean, we're, we're really excited about it. Uh, we're working with uh, the guys on our team, Dr. Dr. Michael Bruce, the sleep doctor, Dr. Michael Grander, who's also a, a sleep researcher and expert, the nutritionist, the ice cream consultants. I spoke to the distributor recently. Uh, I think it was last week. You know, they're looking forward to uh, to getting our samples and uh, the business plan that we're putting together for their review. And part of what they want to see is the marketing plan. Uh, and I'll share that a little bit with the investors, which includes us. You know, building out our team, including Dr. Bruce, to get more uh, media exposure. And for those that don't know. Dr. Bruce, if you follow our news releases, you, you've seen him. He's been on our team for a couple of months now. He's basically the face of sleep in America. You know, he's known as the sleep doctor. He's in the media all the time, uh, informing the public about sleep. And for more than a decade, he's been talking about this link between nutrition and sleep and how what you eat in the hours before bed can, can have an impact either positively or negatively on uh, on your sleep and he's you know he, this is a guy that's been on just about every national tv show dr oz he's been on like 40 times good morning america i think the today show uh, rachel ray oprah uh, hsn he's on all the time so now that he's on our team we we do expect to be able to get some some very high visibility media both on the nighttime snack problem and also on the night food products as solutions and i think Investors are going to start to see this bubble up here uh, in the next month or two and beyond. And as we work towards and then through the ice cream launch, uh, you know, we're going to be really focused on bringing media attention, you know, obviously, like I said, to the problem and to our solutions. And what we've seen, you know, what happens when the media runs with great products, when they, when they latch on to something, uh, you know, we've seen how much, I, I say, free publicity. I mean, it's not free, but, you know, how much, how much publicity, what we call earned media, uh, can be achieved when you've got a story and a, I don't know if spokesperson is the right word, but, you know, somebody that's available to talk about it, uh, you know, and, and this is a thing that the media loves to talk about, sleep, diet, right, nutrition. Um, it, it's, it's evergreen, and they, they seem to not be able to get enough. So while it's still early, the ice cream is, is very much on track, and, and using uh, earned media and public relations is a big part of the strategy. But I'll also use the questions to talk about some other product development because uh, we do consistently get questions uh, about the night food bars, you know, more flavors, gluten-free. So we're, we're working to finalize an, uh, an agreement with a new manufacturer for the bars, which would allow us, we believe, to be a little bit more nimble, do smaller production runs, which would allow us to introduce new flavors more quickly uh, without having to commit to such large amounts of inventory. And we can get the same great products, but do it in smaller pricing, uh, similar pricing per unit in smaller batches, uh, which, again, would allow us to be more nimble and uh, potentially allow us to move into other formats uh, as a weight, not just nutrition bars, but things like bits or bites, you know, the little nipples in a pouch uh, that are very popular. So uh, we're constantly working on development, but uh, the question was about ice cream and and I got to say that I think I'm, I'm more excited about the ice cream than, than, the, than the other formats we'll be able to do. And, and I think everybody uh, can expect that hopefully uh, to be available before the end of 2018 and into very early 2019 on shelves 
maybe even online. Well, listeners, that was our final question. First and foremost, Sean, thank you so much for your time and uh, answering the questions today for your shareholders. Well, thank you, Stuart, for your help as always. And again, thank you for everybody listening in on the call. Yeah, absolutely. Shareholders, thank you for sending in all the great questions. We got to as many as we could. Continue to send in those questions, and we will incorporate them into the next call and definitely pass them along to Sean. So for Sean Folkson, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening.